0: This is the Variety Sports Network, created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's tonight's show.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Saturday Showdown. Caleb, had a couple weeks off, had some personal issues, man. Still didn't, still, you know, got to watch football and everything. Really excited to be back with you, man. Caleb, how are you doing?
0: Doing pretty good. Like you said, we had, you know, weeks off, you know, you were doing some personal issues, some good R&R, you know, Good to be back and refreshed and ready to talk some more college football.
1: Um, yep, very happy to be here with you. Um, let's touch base with you real quick. How's Whoop Big Weekly uh,
0: been going? I'm pretty good. This week was a, a good week to where
1: not having to talk about a loss finally.
0: And <laughs> there you go. So it makes I mean, it, it always makes it easier.
1: Yeah. So you know, obviously, we know that's your team. You know, can you give us some thoughts on the team this year? I know it's not been exactly what you expected coming into the year. Um, I personally thought you guys would, you know, maybe contend for a potential spot in the SEC, um, you know, uh, conference championship, but it's been a tough year. Do you want to touch on some, some things that you think are, you know, keeping the team from that next level?
0: Yeah, so I, I actually was in Gainesville this weekend uh, for the game got to travel down to the swamp it was a cool experience to be down there and you know go to a visiting stadium and not only be there but be there for the first ever win in the swamp for arkansas um but yeah like you said i think a lot of people had high expectations this season you know just with kj returning rocket returning familiarity in your offensive coordinator coming back not coming back but a guy that has worked with Pittman before and i think it all turned out uh, Enos was trying to make KJ something he's not, and that was a pocket passer. He he does better open in space and, you know, more on-the-run style play. And so I think as the season went on, those struggles never got better, whereas, like, you'd think maybe one or two games in, a little bit of a change of offensive style, sure. But, you know, when you go on a big six-game stretch where – you don't look good you don't look like things are flowing smoothly changes had to be made and that's what happened and now we're our interim OC Kenny Gotten, a former buckeye of yours taking yes. the reins for OC you know it seems like there's just a different life in this team this weekend they seem more energetic just more bought in and you know who knows maybe he's the the answer he's got a few more games to in a sense, audition. So we'll see how that goes the rest of the season. But I, I've liked what I saw Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't just fix bad offensive line play in one week, but I think from a play calling standpoint, we called a much better game that suited KJ and rocket and benefited them. And that's what helped us get the win this weekend. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, Hey, that, you know, anytime you can beat Florida, it's a nice win. So, um, uh, you know, props to you guys. You guys got a, a, a tough game against um, Auburn. You know, let me get your thoughts on that before we move on. And then, uh, yeah. you know, quick quick shout out to uh, Giovanni Campus. Appreciate you stopping in. I love the uh, the Tupac and Biggie uh, background. But uh, go ahead, Caleb. Uh, tell us your uh, thoughts on the uh, Auburn game.
0: Yeah, I will say we just need to build off some, mem- some momentum from this game. You know, a big win for Arkansas and to come in and be able to capitalize on that. I think that's just big. And Auburn's a team that in the previous seasons, there's been some interesting games with them just from a standpoint of some of those have been decided by the referees and not just the play of football. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a few years ago, Bo Nix that had a spike that was a fumble, but it was called a you know, spike for the way he spiked the ball. It was a backwards. So it was a, technically a fumble. And they blew the play dead due to without letting everything progress. So, therefore, even though we recovered the ball, the play was called dead, so it didn't count. And so, it'll be interesting to see with a new coach over there, Hugh Freeze, back from Liberty, you know, has been around the SEC before. But I think if we can capitalize on some momentum, it's a home game for Arkansas back at home for the final three. And I think it's a very winnable game. If we our defense can keep up how they've been this season and then our offense can keep improving from last week, I think it should be a good game, and I like Arkansas in this one.
1: Okay. That's what I was getting. I was going to ask you to, to close that out. You're, you got Arkansas, back-to-back wins, a uh, little momentum here to close out the year. I, I like it. Uh, Caleb, let's get into some some topical conversation here. Uh, that's going on around college football. Uh, we'd be remiss not to comment on this because it's been in our face for the last, you know, few weeks. Give me your thoughts on the Michigan situation because um, a few episodes ago, you and I thought this wasn't any anything crazy and not really a big deal. We thought, hey, it seems like you know, normal gamesmanship, normal scouting, trying to get an upper hand. Uh, we didn't think a lot about it. Have your thoughts changed at all? Uh, a couple weeks later.
0: You know, at this point, it's honestly, I don't really know what to think with just everything going around, fingers being pointed everywhere. And it, it's just interesting to see what the ruling is going to be. And I saw a clip from Stephen A. Smith today that I kind of agree with. And and I feel like it's fair is he made the point of Michigan shouldn't be allowed to have a college football playoff spot until a ruling has been made on this issue because that's not fair to another team say they don't get in the playoff spot, but then they come out later and say, Oh yeah, Michigan is guilty. We're going to, you know, take away their wins, whatever it may be. And then
1: you've ultimately, you know, hurt another team's chance at being in the playoffs. Um, I I like that take from Stephen A. Uh, Because like I said, if, if, you know, Washington or Florida state get left out, that, you know, that's a that's a lost year, you know, for the, those kind of programs. Um, Washington, who's moving over to the Big Ten, you don't know if they're going to be able to win the Big Ten next year or, you know, win their conference. So I think that's a great point. But uh, like JC said here, can they keep Michigan out or are they going to suspend Harbaugh? Crazy. What I saw most recently was potentially a two-game suspension for Harbaugh. We were supposed to get that that ruling today. We did not get it um it will be interesting to see if it comes out friday giving michigan only one day to you know quote-unquote prepare without their coach but we saw early in the year they seem to be okay without harbaugh there it's not like he's gonna and and then when you know they're gonna file the injunction obviously so he's gonna coach against ohio state and potentially the you know the big 10 championship we just we I i would like some more clarity on the situation it's fun to poke fun at michigan fans But nobody really knows what we're gonna, what we're actually gonna get as a result of all this. Um, I was about to say the only thing that's really been done
0: is, I believe they fired that one Michigan staffer. But after that, it's like, where do you go from there? Because if he was the one that was kind of doing all this, like, how do you go about, you know, disciplining the rest of the, you know, team and university?
1: I just, you know, I also don't like. I know Michigan people. You know, you gotta defend your own, but the finger pointing has really kind of turned me off because all of a sudden now, oh no, no, out now everybody's doing it. You know, if you knew this already, why didn't you say anything? Like it it just feels like a a finger pointing situation by Michigan now that they've gotten caught, and it just seems like it's too late to blow the whistle on other people. Yeah, Just because you're ignored. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna bring down Ohio State, I'm gonna bring down Rutgers, I'm gonna bring down some of these other teams while we're going down. I don't love that part of it. I do get, you know, human nature, but it just seems a little late in the process to be blaming other teams and trying to get other people in trouble. Um, So obviously, you know, Michigan, very talented. We'll talk about them in a little bit when we get into the college football playoff. Uh, Caleb, let's talk about another Caleb. Uh, Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans. You know, uh, I had higher expectations for them as a team. I do think all things considered, Kayla Williams is having a good year. It's just, it's just a lot to ask of a, of a guy when there's just no defense at all to carry a team every single game. Do you think, do you think this season has hurt his stock at all? Um,
0: I think it's an interesting point to look at, you know, like you said, you can't expect one guy to carry an entire defensive unit, but on the other hand, he, he has had some struggles this year. I think, you know, he's not, not necessarily exposed, but maybe some weaknesses has been found in his game with when he's had to step up and kind of take more of that pressure with a lack of defense to put more points on the board. You know, you you saw that game against Notre Dame where he got picked off several times in that game and yeah. It almost like that game was the breaking point, and they went on to lose to Utah, Washington. Now they got a tough matchup against Oregon this week. Right.
1: Uh, That's a good point too. I just when I when I watch USC play, I find him trying to do too much because I feel like he has so much pressure on him that he knows if it's not a home run, that they're going to lose the game. Do you, do you think that is a fair take on him because when I see it I think he's pressing because he knows if they get the other team gets the ball back without seven points they're just gonna you know get poured on on the other end it's a very interesting situation because again he's still uh he's still second in college football and passing yards he's still you know got Let's see, let me get his touchdowns too. He's still got 24 passing touch. Tu- yeah, 28 passing touchdowns, only four interceptions. And we've seen him take some more risks, like I've mentioned. And I think three of those came against Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty, pretty damn solid for a guy who we think is pressing and trying to do probably too much. What are your thoughts on his actual numbers? Yeah,
0: I think overall, you know, he's still performing well. He's still a very talented quarterback. Um, like you said, you know, when he went up against a super tough defense, and his defense his own defense couldn't help. I mean, you look at the stats from that Notre Dame game. He only threw for one hundred and ninety nine yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. yeah, so I think if he, if he decides to go in the league this year or come back, that's to be seen. I know he's depending on who has that first pick. he might be encouraged to come back. I think the big thing he's got to look at is if he does whatever his future holds, if he comes back, he's going to have to really go to Lincoln Riley and say, Hey, you've got to give me a defense to help me out. Or, I mean, go pro at that point, because if you can
1: come, if you're going to come back and have to. I just can't imagine him doing this again. Yeah. Struggling. Like, like, you know, I know some people were making fun of him for being emotional in the crowd with his parents to me, that just mean to me that was him being upset that they couldn't win the game. Like he couldn't do enough to win. I thought that was more of that kind of emotion than you know him being a baby or something like. I thought that was unfair to him. You know, it just happens sometimes. You don't know when you're going to get hit with that wave of emotion and just you know have to let it out. I don't think he should come back. I think he's the surefire number one pick. I think he's the best quarterback in the in the country still. I know other quarterbacks, you know, Penix and some of these other guys are doing a little bit more, but they also have more around them as a whole. So I think, you know, if you threw Caleb Williams on Washington, I think it's I think it's the same thing. You know, if you threw if could you imagine Caleb Williams on Ohio State? Like there's just, you know, I think I think he's still that kind of player. I just USC has just done such a poor job of building a roster. I mean, Lincoln Riley has done this twice now. He did the same crap at Oklahoma. They they had decent individual players, but they never had a unit and that was yeah. the knock on him at Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, they're so, always involved in those shootout games because yeah, they can put up a lot of points, but I also had no defense to go along with that.
1: And then he finally fired his buddy, the the defensive coordinator after way too long. It's just, you know, I think this is this is a this is a complete failure and you're seeing a guy try to make up for everybody else's small failures that lead up to a big failure. So, yeah. you know, what are they 7 and 3 still or I mean, yeah, 7 and 3 I, it's not a total failure, but when you're talking about them potentially winning the Pac-12 uh, Pac to start the year, it, it definitely is a letdown. Um, so, last thing in our, in our opening remarks here, let's talk. Uh, Quinn Ewers comes back to Texas. Now, we spoke briefly about this before we jumped on the mic. You know, Texas goes 2-0 without him. Do you stay with the hot hand against TCU and maybe give them one extra week? Or are you good with viewers coming back against TCU in a game they should win either way? I think you go
0: back to yours. I mean, like you said, it's a two-game stretch. You know, they had a win against BYU, which is fair that, um, you know, BYU is not having the greatest year their first year in the Big Big 12. So easy win there. But then you look at the game against Kansas State, a very talented team that came right down to it. Not to say that it would have been much different with yours, but you've got to feel like you have more confidence in a player that has been in that position before. You know, he went in and took down a top Alabama team, and you've just got to think he's talented enough that you're playing a guy that that was his first two starts at Texas ever. So an experienced guy, I'm going back to the experience and, you know, bringing him back. I am being careful with him. With, you know, it, it could be easy enough to re injure something.
1: But right. I just thought, you know, and, and this is, I just want to be the other side of the coin to, to your, po- your earlier point. Uh, against the TCU team, I don't know if I need him. I would rather potentially have him 100% for, you know, they've got, I mean, they've got Iowa State next week, uh, the 8 p.m. game in Texas Tech in a rivalry game to close out the year, you know, maybe save him for those games. But I wouldn't say either of those games are really in doubt for them. I just want him to be healthy in that potential rematch with Oklahoma. I think that's got to be the goal. So I would, you know, if I, if, if I get up a couple touchdowns, I'm probably going to, you know, maybe look to get him onto the bench and, uh, you know, stay as healthy as you can, especially this time of year. Uh, you know, yours, he's a, he, he's a gamer, man. He will go out there and play, but you, you, those are the guys you got to protect more. Usually is the guys who are, are going to play no matter what. So Texas, obviously, I, I mean, you know, looking at their next three games at TCU, at Iowa state, at Texas or versus Texas tech, you know, you, you see them going three and zero in those games, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like you said, if they go up a few scores, you know, you may pull him because, you know they're sitting he's an eight and one. They they went out these three to games and make it to the the conference championship game. They're easily right up there for a college football playoff spot. So
1: yeah, I am mean, with like you, on you that. said,
0: you don't risk a guy that really has gotten you to that point and you know just to have him still playing and win the game big,
1: right? Um, uh, next, why is there there's like a reverb? Let me see. Um, Okay, there. It's gone. Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And I'm at Oklahoma State, not Oklahoma. Sorry about that. Uh, They are the second um, in the Big 12 right now. Uh, Caleb, let's move on to the college football playoff. Um, We haven't gotten a chance to really sit down and hammer this out. What are your thoughts on the current four in the college football playoff? Yeah,
0: I think it's accurate. You know, you look at the top undefeated teams, the only one kind of outside looking in per se is Washington, who is undefeated. You know, you've got really five great teams right there that are all sitting at 9-0. and And, I mean, if you look at it at the end of the day, by the time you get to playoff time, mm-hmm. both Ohio State and Michigan are not going to be both in the rankings, I don't think especially if there's an undefeated team like Washington sitting there waiting for one of those teams to lose, to
1: jump yep. right into that mix. Yep, I'm with you on that for sure. Um, question for you, since I think we're – I think are, are you okay with the four that are in the top four? Maybe a different order, but are you good with those four? For now, yes. I'm, I'm good with that order. Or that, okay. Or those four. And then obviously Washington's at five. Okay, six, seven, and eight. Do you think Oregon's the best of the rest out of those teams that you've seen this year? That
0: is tough, but I, I would have to go with right now. I love Bo Nix and how he's playing this season. You know, he's got 25 touchdowns to two interceptions, nearly 3,000 yards passing, and this Ducks team looks like they have, you know, that was a last-minute loss to Washington, so that easy go to went the other way, and we're talking about an undefeated Oregon team. So, I think out of those three, I feel like Oregon has the most talent and most well-rounded team.
1: Okay, I think that's fair. Um, question, then ba- another question for you: Do you think do you think the Washington win over Oregon is the best win this season, or do you think Texas's win over Alabama is the best win this season?
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. I, both of those teams, you know, you look at what they've each done. Alabama is in its powerhouse that it normally is. So not to take away from Texas, but it's not to me. It's still a good win that they went into Tuscaloosa and got the win. But this isn't your normal dominant Alabama team that they went in and beat. So to me, I've got to go with the win of Oregon over Washington just because those are two full-strength, powerful teams going at it that, you know, it came down to a field goal game.
1: And I, I think that's, that's what you got to look at. Okay. I, 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 agree with that also. I think, or, I think the Oregon win for Washington is the best win I've seen this year. Um, one more question. Uh, Ole Miss. Is is this the best Ole Miss team you, you, in recent memory for you? Cause I, I've been pretty impressed with them. I know they had to take up against Alabama where, you know, they just couldn't get going on offense. But overall, is this the best uh, Ole Miss team you've seen in uh, recent time?
0: I would have to say so. Kiffin's got some things going down there, and, you know, it's going to be interesting the how it all shakes out the rest of the season for who's going to get that West spot in the championship game against Georgia because, I mean, if you just look at schedules that, that are left, Alabama has Kentucky, Tennessee, Chattanooga, and Auburn. So, I could easily see them finish the season 11-1. and Right. And then Ole Miss's schedule, they got left. They play Georgia this week. It's a massive game. That's a big game for them if they want to stay in the opportunity to win the West and take on Georgia. It would be playing them a second time. And then you got UL Monroe and Mississippi State. That's two wins right there. So, the toughest game – left is that Georgia game this weekend, and I think it holds a lot of weight for what could happen in the conference, whether you see an Alabama-Georgia rematch again or if you see Ole Miss potentially in that spot for the the
1: West. Okay, question for you. if, If Ole Miss beats Georgia this year, do they move up to four? Like next week's rankings, do they move into the top five or top four? I don't think so. Oh, that's tough. That's tough,
0: but I feel like I can't justify moving them up when you have an
1: undefeated Washington team sitting there at five. But that would be be the best win anybody's had, though. You know, beating Georgia would be the best win possible based on the current college football rankings.
0: Right. That 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 is fair. Um That's almost a tough call cuz you'd have a 9 9 and 1.
1: Do you Okay, in. okay, then do you think they moved to 5 right outside looking in? Because they would still have the same one loss as Oregon and everybody else, but they'd have a win over Georgia. I could see jump, that more. Do you think they jump, jump everybody else.
0: Yeah, I could see that happening more than them just jumping
1: right into the top 4. Okay, that because I think that scenario is very interesting because they still, unless Bama loses to somebody, they still wouldn't jump Bama in the SEC uh, bolt or you know conference championship because so the potentially Bama has have a tiebreaker. A, exactly, I think that's a very interesting scenario. I I more than likely will pick Georgia, but I just think that would be fun kind of chaos here towards the end of the year that really uh, would make some things interesting. Uh, Caleb, before we move on. Let's hear your college football uh, four in order. In order, I'm still a proponent.
0: I, I personally would still have Georgia at one. Okay. And then Ohio, and then just the rest of the way down, just flip the, your top two, and that okay.
1: would be how I would have it right now. It's Okay, so is there anything in you that wants to put Washington at four instead of Florida State?
0: It's close just because, like we talked about, Washington has that big win over Oregon. But you've got to look at what Florida State's done as well. They've had some decent wins. They went on the road, even though they're not their normal selves. They went on the road and beat a Clemson team at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They took down LSU at the beginning of the year. And then yeah. they've also beaten a ranked Duke team and.
1: without their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I, I, I think Florida State deserves that spot, but I think that Washington and Florida State margin is razor thin. I give a lot of credence to that Oregon win. I think that Oregon win is better than the LSU win. Uh, so it's very close for me. Uh, FSU is better? Maybe. I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. That would be a hell of a game to watch, though, if we could get a Florida State versus Washington potentially – You know, in a bowl game, if something doesn't go right or something like that, that's a hell of a matchup to watch. Uh, Caleb, let's move on. Uh, This weekend we have some really important games. We just mentioned one. Uh, What is your uh, game of the weekend besides the Georgia and Ole Miss game? Oh, that's a a good – there's a a lot of
0: good games this weekend. I think the interesting game for me, if you look at it, I'm going to stay in the SEC – and you, I think you've got to go with Tennessee and Missouri. That's a top twenty-five matchup. Yes. Sir. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but it, it it is, and I think it could hold some weight in the East as well because you look at you know both these teams sitting at seven and two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If something happens to Georgia, like you said, a big game, that's one loss for Georgia. But who knows what could happen the rest of the season for them
1: up no, that's that's a good point. I'm gonna stay up north where I'm at, and uh, a lot of lot of important you know things can happen. Uh, the Michigan versus Penn State game, three versus ten. Uh, this is a very important game for both. I, it's a more important game for Penn State in uh, their program, in my opinion. But Michigan has so much noise going on that this game is even more important. Um, because here's the thing: if they lose you're going to hear the chatter. Oh, they weren't stealing signs. They weren't doing this. That stuff just kind of wears on you as a program. I'm sure you don't want to hear that crap. If especially, I mean, Penn state, this is their chance to get over the hump. They couldn't do it against Ohio state. Here's another shot at getting over the hump. And, you know, I, I think they have, they don't have the weapons on the outside to beat Michigan, but I think they have a defense to keep it close. I have Michigan winning, but I think that's a very important game in the top 10 and my secondary pick would be um, the Washington-Utah game. Can, can Utah slow Washington down at all and make it a, make it a rock fight? Can they, can they keep Penix down a little bit? There's a lot of good games this weekend, but my eyes are on those two games right now. Uh, I was about to say, another one to throw at you that
0: could hold some importance for conference matchups is USC-Oregon. I mean, if, you, if Oregon can get this win – I feel like if they get this win, they've kind of secured a spot in the championship game with a rematch versus Washington.
1: Um, I believe the the only thing is they've got, they've got a, they've got a rivalry game to close out the year against Oregon state, which that game right there is going to be a battle to play Washington in the fight the probably to play Washington in the championship that, uh you know, that, that matchup right there could be very big. I think, I just think they have too much for USC because you yeah. see their defense isn't going to be corrected just because they fired the DC. It's going to take, you know, an off season, another probably season of struggling for them to really be there. Uh, Oregon is they're just, they're just so damn good, man. They're just so electric. I would be really worried if I got matched up with them, potentially in like a four, one game, if I was mm-hmm. like Ohio state or Michigan or Georgia, one of those two, however it works out. I'd be very worried if I got matched up against Oregon in any situation like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think we highlighted it. It's a very important week of games. Very important week. Um, Caleb, let's get into the, uh, the pick them realm. Uh, we got 10 games this weekend. Let me get them pulled up for us. I
0: was about to say, why well, are you getting those pulled up there? So when you look at the Saturday showdown contest, you know, we've got, a two-way tie for first a third place and a four-way t- or three-way tie for fourth um where myself I'm up there in that three-way tie for fourth so still up there for the that top few spots trying to save us some prizes
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and we then, appreciate you <laughs> and then we've got you
1: and Brandon down around the 14-15 spot there I missed last week I'm, I' I I I just had that just so much going on and I missed to get my picks in. So I've fallen out of contention, but Caleb, we're obviously rooting for you. We need a big week out of you here. Uh, Let's get into the games. Uh, Game number one, we just highlighted it. Uh, we got Michigan at Penn state. How do you see this one going down? Yeah, I'm
0: going to go with Michigan in this one. I I think they're talented. I think, they come out and maybe shut out some of this noise that's been going on and play the game. Because when you look look at it, these kids didn't do anything. They're going to go out there and play hard. It's staffing-wise something that they had no control of. So I think they go out there and play hard and keep playing hard to fight for a playoff spot until some, some rulings made saying maybe they, they aren't allowed to or whatever. But I think if you're Michigan, you just go out there and keep playing your game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I got Michigan winning this one. Uh, I don't know what's got to change at Penn State. They just cannot get over this hump of beating Ohio State or Michigan. I think that continues. Uh, yeah, give me Michigan. Yeah, give me Michigan by at least a touchdown. Uh, next game on the Yep, go ahead. I was just going to say, with
0: Penn State, I think you're seeing some growing pains with a freshman quarterback that, you know, you can't expect him to come in and play like a guy that's been there in that spot before. So,
1: you know, he gets this season under his belt. Maybe they come back more competitive next year. I think that's a good point. I think that's 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 a good estimation because that is he is a freshman quarterback. We're expecting a lot out of him. I think that's I think that's a solid solid point by you. Uh, next game we've got Texas Tech at Kansas. I gotta tell you, man, I talked I talked up Kansas to start the year. You know they 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 dropped a game or two here and there, but seven and two, they're sixteenth in the country. Do you think uh, they beat Texas Tech?
0: I keep, I, I think they keep rolling here. They've really seemed to turn this program around from almost being a laughingstock for years to, like you said, they're seven and two and ranked 16th in the country. I mean, at that point that's a heck of a turnaround for a team that has been so bad for so long. And now they're actually got a coach in place and a staff in place that is able to make that happen.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, Yeah. Give me Kansas. I I, I'm, I'm all in on Kansas. I'm not, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon now. Uh, Give me Kansas to win this one. Next game. This is an interesting one. Virginia tech versus Boston college. Boston College has found their way at six and three, Virginia tech four and five. Uh, Give me the Eagles in this one.
0: Yeah. I I think I got to follow you there. It's, it's at a home game for Boston college. Virginia Tech is surprisingly favored by one and a half, so not a a very close margin. But I'm like you, I think with it being a home game, I've got to go with Boston College on this one.
1: Yep, totally with you there. Uh, Next one on the agenda, Rutgers versus Iowa. And this is one of the uh, most massive unders in betting history. Uh, Give me Rutgers to pull the upset. Okay, that's that's
0: interesting. Okay, um, yeah, I almost got go to go the flip side of that. I know Iowa doesn't have their their quarterback, but you know they still found their way to seven and two and twenty second in the country. It is home for them up in
1: Iowa, so give me the Hawkeyes. Uh, I'm surprised by you. I thought you were going upset. Uh, next game on the list: New Mexico State Aggies versus the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Um, based on Vegas, uh, WKU is the favorite, but I'm going New Mexico state.
0: Yeah. You've got Western Kentucky favored by five in this game and over under 55 and a half. So a lot of points expected in this game. It is a home game for Western Kentucky. Um, when you look at these two teams, it's interesting. They are favored. Yep. But I think for now I've got to go with, New Mexico State in this
1: one. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I think I just I just like I like New Mexico State better. Uh, next game, Texas State Bobcats at six and three versus Coastal Carolina Chanticleers at six and three. Also, give me the Chanticleers.
0: Yeah, this one's one I've went back and forth on because I've watched both these teams this year. You know, a fantastic job by Texas State head coach. I believe it's his first year, and a game that. Two point spread, fifty seven half points. Yep, interesting game. Um, I think I got to follow suit there. Give me Coastal Carolina in this one.
1: Okay, next one on the agenda. Ooh, this is but this is a big one: the Tennessee Volunteers versus Missouri Tigers, thirteen versus fourteen. I'm taking the Missouri Tigers in this one.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. That it's taken everything in me not to pick Tennessee and I picked against Missouri this year. And in some of those games, they, they showed up. We, we talked about the Kansas state game, you know, they won it with a big field goal. Mm-hmm. Missouri's got something going there in Columbia. And I, I I'll still say it's weird to see them having success. We, I just don't think of Missouri is a very successful program in a sense for football. So you know, I'll follow you. Give me the Tigers in this one. You know, maybe I pick them, and they they somehow end up losing this one. But from what I've seen so far, I, I'm not sold on Tennessee this year. They had that win in the swamp against Florida, but you know they've looked up and down so far this season.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Missouri. I'm, I feel good. I feel good about the Missouri uh, next game. Uh, Oklahoma State versus UCF. Uh, give me Oklahoma State. Uh, I got them big in this one. They've, they've been playing good football.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I'll take Oklahoma State, too. I think ever since they started stopped playing you know, quarterback merry-go-round at the beginning of the year, if they wouldn't have um, been doing that situation, you may see them with one or two less losses there, a team that could be much higher in the rankings. But, yeah, like you said, I, I like Oklahoma State big in this one to come in and just get the win.
1: Was that the Wyoming game they lost early?
0: No, I think yeah. it was they, – they, they had that loss to that to Southern.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of Baylor or somebody like that. Um, Yeah, that was a bad loss. Uh, next game on the list, a game we talked about, Ole Miss versus Georgia. I'm going to stick with Georgia, but for the sake of fun and content, I would love to see Ole Miss pull an upset.
0: Yeah. I think this is going to be a potential big game. You know, that six o'clock slate on ESPN. I like you, I'm going to go with Georgia just because they found ways to win all of these games this year, even if they're close games, you know, they found a way to pull it out. And I think that's what makes them, you know, you look at them being the two time defending champions, they, they find ways to win the game, even though they don't have maybe as dominant of a defense this year or a as talented of a, offense with, you know, they begin before the year started, they lose their starting running back. They lose their stud tight end and brought Bowers. And yep. I think Carson Beck's starting to figure it out. So give me the dogs in this one.
1: Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the right pick either. You know, just wanting the upset and everything. Uh, this one should be, in, I'm surprised that this by this one, Fresno state eight and one. The Bulldogs versus San Jose State. San Jose State favored by Vegas. Give me Fresno State to cover in this one. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I picked against Fresno
0: State once this season and it didn't go well for me. You know, I like the I like the dogs in this one to, you know, go on the road to California to get the win and in sunny California. I think like you said, they cover the spreads only one in this one. So I, I think they they win by at least one to two touchdowns in this game.
1: Yep, yep. That's 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 uh, that's where I'm feeling it too. Uh, Caleb, that's that's all the games to pick this weekend. You know, uh, I'm glad to be back with you. I uh, really enjoyed it. Well, do you have anything else before we get out of here? No,
0: just um, you know, we we are winding down to the crunch time of college football. You know, got some big games coming up in the next few weeks. You know, we still got the big Michigan
1: Ohio State game. Is that what one two weeks away? Uh, Yeah, it's November 26th, 25th or 26th. Yeah, so So, we've
0: got a couple more weeks there. You know, you've got a lot of big games coming up in the next few weeks with, you know, conference kind of big conference implications. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who knows, do we have an upset here or there that could shake things up in the college football playoffs? It'll be interesting Mm
1: -hmm. to see as the rest of the season unfolds. We could have one this weekend. I mean, could you imagine just the the conversation next week if Ole Miss could pull this off or if Penn State beats Michigan? I mean, there's some games with some some, Utah upsets Washington. You know, there's some things that could happen this weekend that could really be topical. I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend's games. Um, Caleb, this has been Saturday Showdown, and uh, uh, we will see you guys next week. Caleb, next time, man. Yep, we'll see you next week. All right. Enjoy your guys' night. Enjoy football this weekend. We'll see you. we'll see you then.